Hi, and welcome to episode 24 of the Gridirons of Europe podcast. My name is Andre, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Asai. What's up, man? Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we are today going to talk about the season premiere in Sweden, because they had their very first games of the new year in Sweden this past weekend. Uh, we are going to speak about the first game of the CEFL Championship. We originally thought that the entire opening round was going to be played on April 23rd, but one game got moved, and I understood it as being some sort of a scheduling co conflict going on there. And we will take another tour around uh, the Euro other European leagues as well. So we'll get into some Austrian, Italian, and Spanish league action. How does Let's that sound? Start oh. with Sweden. Yeah, so... Stockholm draped a win against Örebro. <laughs> so opening weekend in Sweden, we saw a uh, double header between... The Örebro Black Knights and the Stockholm Mean Machines. You had the women at 12 uh, p.m. and the men's opener at 3.30 p.m. on the 2nd of April. Uh, the women's game was a clear Örebro victory, 28 to nothing. But the men's game we saw was an exciting contest. 23 to 26. Yeah, so the road team there, the Stockholm Mean Machines, they scraped by with a victory, 26 to 23. Uh, player of the game was wide receiver Matthew Retzlaff. I think he scored two touchdowns. I saw conflicting yards. No, I saw conflicting reports, but one of the statistics was I saw was eight catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. I, I think I saw another site show it as nine receptions and 150 yards. I'm not sure which one it is, but he put up quite a performance and was the player of the game for Stockholm. And the quarterback was the player of the game for Örebro. Yeah, but... For some reason, they gave the player of the game. Who cares about the losers aside? <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, losing or winning the opening game in uh, April for the Super Series, as uh, we've mentioned before, doesn't really matter in the long run. The whole regular season doesn't matter. I mean, I, I think we said this from the beginning also, that these teams are probably going to be in a lot of close games, like the one this past weekend. But again... If you're going to have a bunch of close games that don't matter, then you might as well just wait for the playoffs before actually caring about any of the results. Because Olobu might as well have won this game by by a score as well. And yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. We're going to write every episode about the system. I think we need to stop. I mean, congrats to Stockholm. They won the 
Super Series opener, but I mean, it, it, <laughs> I guess it feels good to win a game, but it, at what cost? It, it, it's not gonna matter all that much. I mean, they're so the game, they're half games they're, next week. They're half a step closer to uh, being. Uh, a home team in the semifinal. That's essentially what the win means. <laughs> It means something. Yeah. So next week is Tyrells against Örebro. Yeah. So the opening game for the newcomer in the Super Series, Tyrells. So that uh, that's that game, that game that game might actually be interesting because you get Tyrells. Newcomer going against the reigning champs, who just suffered a defeat in the opener. So that I'm, I'm a bit curious to see what will happen. Yeah, it's that. a chance for Tirasa to show that they belong. They belong to the Super Series. So exactly, exactly, I agree. And if you like champion and lose two in a row, it's kind of bad. It looks bad. Yeah, it'll be a bad look, but they've got plenty of time to <laughs> correct so, themselves. <laughs> Alta isn't playing. Yeah, well, when do they e even play? This scheduling is almost as weird as the Italian schedule. Oh, Jesus. Not start with the Italian league. Jesus Christ. I will get there. I will get there. And Costa. Costa don't play until the 17th. So, Ola Blue, they'll be playing their third game against Costa, and Costa is playing their first game that week. <laughs> What? That's the weird part. Because for the playoffs, Urbru will be really rested, and Costa will have their like hands full. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, uh, not really. They're, they all have. By weeks, no. I think it's midsummer weekend. Yeah, but still, like, Orobru will have three more, two or three more weeks rest more than Kalsta. No, but remember, Orobru, they have their CEFL game to get into their schedule as well. So that's right. So, anything else about the Super Series? No, there's nothing interesting. <laughs> See you all next week. Yeah, pretty much. We fly over to uh, Austria. Yeah, let's move to the Austrian league. Uh, the Raiders so lost to the Patriots. The Patriots, yeah. Patri oh my, I can't read. Aside. So they, the okay, Vienna so, Vikings just kicked somebody's ass. Yeah, so the, the Austrian league had what four games going on this past weekend, April second and April third. Uh, as you said, the Raiders in their uh, with their new look squad lost to the Telfs Patriots, while the Vienna Vikings with their new look squad. Demolished. They, they handled the the Neumo Knights. What worth noting? Worth 
Yeah, 43 to 14. Uh, worth noting here is that the Zenoimo Knights are a Czech team, I believe, playing in the Austrian League. So both them and the Prague, Prague Black Panthers are not actually Austrian teams, but they're playing in the Austrian League. Ah, so the Prague, it's, it's from Prague, right? I think. Yeah. <laughs> is it like a country team? Isn't the Prague, Prague is the country? No, that's the capital of the Czech Republic. Oh my God, I'm lost. That's your right. your geography skills are fantastic, aside. I haven't had geography in like four years now, so I'm pretty. Rusty. You need you need to look at some maps, damn it. <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty average. You the the experienced one for some reason. Okay, uh, yeah, so the Vienna Vikings won and the Raiders lost. So the old rivals going in different directions in the opener for them. Yeah, the Black Panther, the Prague Black Panthers killed somebody. The yeah, Rangers. They, the Modling Rangers, not a team that I've ever heard of. Me neither. I don't think they are like a powerhouse. No, probably not. <laughs> the local punching bag? No. Oh, maybe. That could be the case. Uh, and, and also the Danube Dragons, they are the only team that uh, has played two games now because they played on that opening weekend as well. And... They won again. A close game, 16 to 10. They defeated the uh, Steel Sharks. And the last thing worth uh, noting here is that the Salzburg Ducks were supposed to play the Gros Giants, but the game got cancelled. Does anybody know the reason? Oh, I, I think I, I saw it, but I think I forgot. God, what was it? Was it field or weather related? I'm not sure. Maybe weather, because the weather in Europe has been bad. <laughs> but I remember reading about I think I saw something on the Gros Giants Instagram page. Let's see here. Uh, very unfortunate that a game... The Gros Giants opener just got cancelled like that. That has to be a real bummer. Or they are happy they didn't have to play in a snowstorm. That's how you put it. Uh, oh, damn it. It's in German. I can't read German. Where's the translation? There is no translation on Instagram. It's only Facebook. I think on when I I know I normally don't have Instagram uh, up on my computer, so I have never tried that before. But usually, I think I can translate on the uh, phone app. Really, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. I'm I'm pulling up Google Translate. See if I can understand any of 
what was going so on. So much work. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was due to weather conditions and the grass in the stadium was unplayable. So, okay, it, it was a combination of the two things, uh, unplayable due to weather conditions and the grass being bad because of the weather conditions. So, good reasons to not play, obviously. <laughs> I guess so, but the question is where they moved that game to then. I think what some bye week or something. Yeah, it would have to be. Hmm. Or they what play do? two games in one weekend. That's suicide. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Not great. No, but the Austrian league looks good. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the more exciting leagues going on to follow at the moment, and it's a bit unpredictable. It's a bit unpredictable as well with uh, Raiders and Vikings now being worse. Yeah, with them being down a bit from forming the ELF franchises, and uh, yeah, and the Gros Giants haven't played yet, so and they might be one of the favorites. So there's there's a lot going on and. It could be really interesting throughout the season. For sure, for sure. Should we go over now? Yeah, let's make a quick stop in uh, our favorite league, the Italian one. Oh, God. Yeah, they yeah, play so, football there. So congrats, yeah, they, Italy. They, they uh, also have a weird schedule. I think we've talked about that before. With some, right? Um, it's getting a bit better. Some teams have played four games, and some teams have played two, and others have played three. At one point, there was a team playing four, and one played zero. I thought it was four and one, but yeah, there's huge differences. Really weird. Yeah, so the best I team wonder, had a bye week. So I, w I wonder if anyone. Uh, has an explanation as to why the schedule in Italy is like it is. Because it's not like in uh, Sweden where there are only four teams. There are nine teams in Italy. So in theory, only one team has to have a bye week every week. I think they play a lot of international competitions, maybe. Could be possible, but I don't, I don't know. So in round five... How, the... how, 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 yeah, I don't know how... There were only two games in round five. Here. Yeah. Both of them are pretty close games. I will not try to pronounce the names of the teams for obvious uh, reasons. Obvious uh, reasons. Firenze beat uh, the Ancona Dolphins 36 to 21. And Modena beat the Parma Panthers 24 to 21. I'm surprised that the. Parma Panthers uh, shaky start to the season here. Yeah, they they are two and two. Yeah, I thought I thought they were going to be one of the top teams. No, the seamen are still going strong. Well, they haven't played in a few weeks, so <laughs> go seamen. Uh, I don't think we have any further commentary on uh, Italy, do we? Not really. No. Eight, 
eight teams has bye week and one team is playing golf instead of football. <laughs> Something like that next week. Yeah, what is happening there next week? Um, can I even find it? Oh, there we go. Oh, there are actually four games going on. So eight out of nine teams are back in action. Congrats, Italy. You did it. Listen, I can't believe them because they have a really big soccer league. So they're probably good at like planning leagues, but not the football one. The American football one. They put all of their planning talents in the soccer <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should we uh, move over to Spain? A lot of games in Spain, man. A lot of games. Yeah, grand total of one. Can you believe there was one game? Was it the play? Was it a playoff game? No. So the Badalona Drax, they defeated the Mallorca Volters 37 to 21. And the Drax, they moved to six and one on the season. And this is setting up a fantastic matchup. Uh, for this weekend on Sunday, April 10th, the Badalona Drax played the Barbera Rookies at 11.30 a.m. for the number one seed in the East. So, winner plays a home game in the playoffs. It's a it's a nice game. Yeah, that is a big one. And that might be the game to watch in Europe this weekend. The only play game to watch. <laughs> and uh, I don't think any of the uh, rest of the games in Spain have uh, any playoff relevance. No, if it's not the two top teams, nothing matters because the amount of wins to losses are too huge to recover from. Yeah, I believe so as well. Ah, the Murcia Cobras get to play the play Rivas Osos again. Oh Lord, they will. Let's see if they can get over that thirty-five to zero loss that began their losing streak. <laughs> Uh, they ended with a re- they started the losing streak with the Osos and now they're ending it. Oh, or not be confused if they lose like 80 to 0. <laughs> uh, maybe you're exaggerating just a little now. You want to bet? <laughs> Wait, so, so what's the bet here? At least 80. No, I think 50 points. Ooh, now you're making it a bit more difficult. I'll I'll say it's closer than uh, it's closer than fifty. I'll say that. Okay, it's an important game for Rivas Osos because I think they want to be undefeated because it's the last game before the playoffs. So if like they don't care about their record, it will be a close game because their backups will play. But if they care about their record, they will play like pedal to the metal. And just destroy the Cobras. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, either either scenario is uh, possible, quite possible. But nothing really happening over there either. It's like in the point of nothing matters besides the playoffs now. Yeah, now, now that the playoff teams are established, we're just going to determine this weekend if it's going to be the Drax or rookies who get the home game, get a home game in the semifinal. Uh, and uh, then it's on to looking towards the playoffs. It's fun. Excited to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, exciting. Might be an exciting end to the season in Spain. Okay. So the main event from this past weekend in Europe might have been the CEFL Championship opener. It is the Black Panthers against the LG OLED Las Revas Black Demons. What oh, a name. You almost got it. It's uh, almost La, Where did La, you La, Las Rosas. Las Rosas. So yes, it was, it, it was the Tono Bla- it was the Tono Black Panthers at home against the road team, the Las Rosas Black Demons. Uh, I didn't see anything from uh, the first half of the game. I think I checked in when it was uh, twelve to zero, and it was twelve to zero favor of the Black Panthers at the half, uh, and it stayed that way until deep into the fourth quarter fourth quarter with 130 left in the fourth quarter the uh, black demons uh, were able to reduce the score down to 12 to 6 and uh, then they had to go for an onside kick but it was easily recovered by the panthers return team and then the black panthers kneeled out the remaining time so the donon black panthers advance in the cefl championship after a 12 to 6 victory against the black demons who are they facing in the next round or doesn't say yet uh i'd have to go on to the cefl i'm here are you on it Flash Konov. They're facing Konov. Oh. Oh. Black Panthers to the second round. Now they even have a nice little recap of the game here. Yeah, we're not reading that. It's a bit of a lengthy one. In the second round, the Black Panthers will host the winner of the game between Badalona Drax and Flash de la Courneuve, which is played on the 23rd of April. So they don't have their uh, opponent yet, but they'll play the winner of the Drax versus uh, Flash game on April 23rd. The most exciting game for me is Urbru against the Towers. Because <laughs> it would be fun to see Urbru win, then go over to Schwebisch Hall and get killed. <laughs> you, you're really looking forward to Schwebisch uh, Hall destroying uh, some uh, Scandinavian team here. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because usually people don't know the level 
I think it's something with the German te national team refusing to play or something. They always have beef with the organization. So usually Swedish players never play against German teams. So we but don't know we, the level. We might get that if uh, if uh, the reigning Swedish champions can defeat the Copenhagen Towers on the road. Another game that's being played on April 23rd. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Like seeing Orbru get the life killed out of them. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm so excited about that, but I am quite excited about something else. And that is in a week from now, we are going to record a our Division 1 preview, our Sweden Division 1 preview. And we plan on making this a huge episode because on April 15th, the Division 1 kicks off with our Kufans, the Predators, playing against our rivals, the Limham Griffins, in our home opener. And uh, the rest of Division 1 also kicks off that weekend. I think eight out of the ten Division One teams are playing on that opening weekend. Division One hasn't been so excited in a while. It's really fun this year. A lot of teams, a lot of close teams. Yeah, there are five teams in each division, five in the north, five in the south. Uh, two teams from each make the playoffs. So it it actually is a challenge to gain a playoff spot. <laughs> And I oh, think many of the games are going to be <laughs> super serious. There, many of the games I think are going to be really close as well. And some of the teams are sort of wild cards. For example, we don't know how good Uppsala are going to be, Kalskuga, Ista uh, in the south. Like a lot of teams, we're not sure how they're going to be. But we'll now? we'll talk a lot more about that next week, won't we? Last week, us and Ista both had preseason games. Yeah, that I don't was know a exciting. lot about Ista's preseason game. I don't know if they won or lost. I, ju I just know that they played the uh, Halev Rebels. So they played at home against the Danish team. But we, where did we go? Middle of nowhere, Denmark. No. Helsingö is a pretty big town. Yeah, a team like looked like uh, the Leipzig Kings. I'm unsure. I need to talk about to a shrink about that game comes. I'm still really confused about what happened. What do you mean? I know on offense, you guys didn't have a lot of trouble. Just uh, to make point, we won fifty something to six. And they scored in the fourth quarter. So 54 like, to 6. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> it was the weirdest game of my life. Because the referees did not do anything to stop fights. <laughs> and we started a lot of fights. I mean, I, I haven't seen 
a preseason game get so uh, so <laughs> intense, emotionally intense why. before. It's usually like close games are intense, but blowouts are usually like cakewalk. Or, or the losing team uh, starts acting up out of frustration. That actually does happen uh, quite often. For their defense, we were as big or more of an assholes than there were. Oh yeah, both teams were uh, being assholes. But wasn't there one guy on their team who 27. just kept being an asshole? You didn't. You didn't have to name him aside. Twenty-seven. <laughs> if I knew his name, I would have called him out. <laughs> Uh, I think what what did he call one of our teammates? A uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember exactly. He he used the f word and he called him a douchebag. No douchebag, right? He called one of our offensive linemen a douchebag, and I think he There's, was the one. For his start, defense, start. he was a douchebag. <laughs> But he was also the one starting most uh, scuffles after the play. And, and uh, he he actually uh, ran uh, through my back at the end of a play, too. So uh, I also got to see his uh, douchebaggery. To all of the football people, you know how a form tackle looks like, right? You wrap up low the legs. We had zero form tackle that game. <laughs> The only way we tackled is we launched ourselves headfirst into their first mask. You're spoiling things aside. No, I know a lot of the guys didn't take the game as much serious. Like I had Josh, our head coach, forced me to play kickoffs, kickoff one time, and I jogged and I made the tackle. That's the level of the game we played. Yeah, I mean, I, our opponents, they they were mostly, I don't know, a lot of old guys on the team and some some young guys who didn't look like they knew what they were doing at all. So it, it wasn't much much of a competition, really. Did you know, did you notice their snap count? Uh, no, I, I only played four snaps of defense. Okay. The quarterback didn't say his cadence. It was the center who snapped whenever he wanted. Ah, <clears throat> and that doesn't work if the lineman is standing over the ball because I see the ball before the guard sees it. All right. Was that why the guards... Yeah, that's always... why... They... why they, they were always late when they pulled. They never got to our ends. No, because the center said, snap the ball, then said go. Oh, that's why I was coming uh, through every play. Not because I'm good. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I was coming through because nobody touched me. Uh, you hold yourself in such low regard, aside. I don't want to give people high expectations. <laughs> uh, I, I might have uh, made my best uh, catch of my career during a meeting nice game. <laughs> Wrong game to have a great catch in. No, you had a pretty good game overall. Yeah, I think I didn't. I didn't screw up on many of my blocks. I 
I played tight end all game. I didn't trucked one guy to his uh, grave. I didn't screw up any blocks. I had like four catches over 50 yards. I got a touchdown. So it, it was a pretty good day. I, I, I ran over some dude. I got a toe tap end zone catch. Good day over. I was, I was in four fights. Three of them, <laughs> three of them went almost a fist fight. Why? Why? Threatened, threatened, like, threatened one guy who's as old as my father. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was a weird game for me. I need to talk to, to a shrink about it or something. <laughs> uh, can, can't you get uh, into the heads of uh, Limham's, Limham players next week? No, because I know them. It's not fun. I don't like to talk shit about to people I know. No, it's like not the same level of smack talk. Come on, man. Like Limham's uh, receiver, Gustav Björkman. Like every time we're on the field at the same time, I call him fat, I call him slow. Yeah, that's like a catch over my head. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's some fun, friendly bickering. Gustav Björkman, if you run through, be, behind me, I'll knock you out this game. I don't think he listens. That sounds like a threat. It is. Come see me in the field. <laughs> or on the bench. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Any final thoughts aside before we round off here? Yeah, one tips to all the coaches. Do your research about the team you're having a preseason game against. But is, I mean, if you're playing a team from a uh, different country, it's it's not really easy to know how good or bad a team is. But, but you can see in the in the film how terrible they look. I mean. M- Maybe. Notice like their guards are pulling half an hour late. Then you see, okay, they, they are not that good. <clears throat> ah, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Any final thoughts? <clears throat> no, but I'm uh, looking forward to next week to preview uh, Division One. We're try we're gonna try to reach out to at least one person from each Division One organization, and we want. Want to try to get some sort of a statement from uh, every team. I hope some coach just talk a lot of smack. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If you don't already, I'd like you to encourage us, or I'd like to encourage you to follow us on Instagram. We're at Gridirons of Europe. Follow us on Twitter at gridirons europe if you have any thoughts uh for our preview episode of division one you can send us an email to gridirons of europe at gmail.com you can find us on spotify anchor apple podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts bye bye